Another one was a young lady that I work with uh, down in uh, Florida, brilliant young woman at the uh, aerospace uh, college down there. The, the name of it's oh, cool. escaping me on my tongue, but um, she was about ready to uh, have to quit school because she was having migraines that were just so debilitating. She would stay in her dorm room with her, her pillow over her eyes because even the light and sound uh, just created nausea. She just couldn't handle it. Um, and so she was trying her best to go to class. She was missing all the social aspects of college. Uh, and she was grabbing an apple and, and, you know, something else here and there thinking, okay, I'm just going to try to eat healthy. I'm going to weather through. And we did her food sensitivities. And it turns out the more apples she ate, the worse she felt, right? That was like the highest food sensitivity that she had. Um, we pulled that away and a couple of other things. We got her sleeping better, uh, taught her some stress management, breathing techniques, and now she's crushing it and about to graduate. And, you know, who knows what she's going to do in our space program one day, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. We are having with us once again Dr. Kimberly Boehm. She was someone who had come on last year, but I, I needed to highlight her again because Dr. Kim is going to give us some things today for practitioners, but also for potential clients of FDN practitioners, including herself. Dr. Kim is almost 60 years old. She says this herself in the podcast. This has relevance. She has had multiple other careers. She was in health coaching for about a year and a half before ever doing FDN. She wasn't finding success with just the health coaching. She had clients, but what really happened is when she had the FDN system added on and she knew what to do consistently for each client when they came on board her business, that's when things blew up from her. Uh, for her. And now in the last two years since graduating, she has taken on hundreds of clients as an FDN practitioner. So she's making great money. She's helping people. They're sending her referrals. That's the beauty of this work. Now, what's crazy is Dr. Kim does not really do much social media. She has stuff on there, but that's not even close to her main source of getting clients. I, I could be wrong, but based on what she's told me, I would pretty much guarantee that less than 5% of her clients come from social media. Doesn't mean social media is bad, just saying that we obviously don't need it. She did not reinvent the wheel. She is an advocate for doing FDN exactly as it is taught. And better yet, the majority of her clients, all these hundreds that have come in, have come from her doing the lecture packages that we offer to graduates of FDN. So that's it. She's literally doing exactly what Reed recommends and what Reed would go do himself if he were to start this all over from scratch and just learn about FDN. And it's working for her 15 years after this course started. So I can't stress enough because, I, and I don't, I say this in the podcast, 
maybe I'm putting too many uh, disclaimers on this. I don't want to come across as harsh or anything like that. It's the complete opposite. I see so many of our practitioners that are brand new to this overcomplicating it sometimes, and they do figure it out eventually, but they're like worried, do I need to do this thing or hire this business coach or do all that kind of stuff. There are times and places for those things. And social media can be a great avenue. It can be something where you get a lot of clients from if you know what you're doing. But you can go become an FDN, buy a $300 lecture package, and you'll get a call with Reed Davis himself, and you'll get everything that you need, and go give a free talk in your town. Oh, and by the way, there are guides in the lecture packages that show you who you should call. There are advertisements that you could pay, uh, print your business on, and then you could hang them in your local town or wherever it's at. Uh, it wouldn't really just be something that you hang in your local town, right? It might be at the library or church or something similar, whatever works for you, okay? So we have all the stuff. You have the PowerPoint slides, you get a call with Reed, just do the FDN course, do the lecture packages, and it's working brilliantly for Kim. And you don't have to charge anyone to come to the lectures. You just do them for free. So this is proof that this can work for anyone pretty much anywhere, even in today's world. Little bit about Dr. Kim, a very short bio here, and then we'll get in. Not because she hasn't done a lot, but just to get to it quicker. She is an FDN that returned to college to earn a doctorate in naturopathic and original medicine, which is a D-N-O-M. I've never seen those letters, actually. That's interesting. She continues her FDN and naturopathic practice in Virginia and recently opened a drug and alcohol and DNA lab. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, when she's not working with 18 to 20 clients every single month, or I think she said 15 to 20 clients, she also just opened up another lab. No excuses, man. Let's get this done. Let's go help people. Let's do what we got to do. Without further ado, let's get to today's episode. All right, Kim, good morning and welcome back to the Health Detective Podcast. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. This is an earlier podcast for both of us. It is, I mean, you're East Coast, so it's 8 a.m. for you as well, right? Yes, it yeah, is. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, we, uh, I, I actually have the podcast thing open for like a lot of the day, but you know, no one ever books in. I like this. It's a good way to start the day, get inspired with another FDN out there killing it. And I wanted to bring Kim back on for a couple reasons. One was the fact that when we had brought her on before, she was actually doing an Instagram live and then I repurposed it. And there are times that that's appropriate, but I, I have seen in the numbers, I think people are just so used to a certain level of audio quality that when we repurpose Instagram lives, I might not always give the guest the full justice that I would want them to have. So it's cool to have you back. But then two, I love that we can go to both sides of this today. We can go to the practitioner side and then we'll move into the client side and successes that you're having there because you kind of came into FDN and challenged in a very positive way a lot of the common misconceptions that people need to be social media gurus to make their business work. Um, they need to do some crazy cool strategy. You literally came in, did FDN, got the lecture packages that Reed has recommended since FDN has been in existence, the stuff that he was doing all the way back then, and they've been updated and stuff, but still, fundamentally, it's the same, and just went and did it. And it's been leading to a lot of great things, right, in business. So um, how many clients, well, roughly speaking, I mean, how many clients are you working with right now? How many have you acquired since you graduated from the course? Oh, gosh, I've probably had hundreds since I graduated, but I, I tend to have anywhere from 18 to 20 at one time that are wow. in the in the cycle. Um, so, yeah, it's they they migrate in and then they migrate out. But they're typically there's about 18 to 20 at a time right now. Awesome. OK. And so when we let's say if it was even 100 and that's like a low estimate, right, because that's still really good. When did you graduate the FDN course? 
Oh gosh, it was been I think oh, two years ago now, about two okay. years I think. Which which is still very. If it was only a hundred and two years, yeah. with the kind of work that we do and how in depth we work with our clients and the amount we're able to charge because of how in depth we work with them and the results that we get. That's still pretty good. So you're someone out there that's just kind of rolling with it, making it work. And you were doing very well. Um, my gosh, we met last year in June. I think that was the in person, at least we met right, right. at the biohacking Congress in Boston right. and you were already doing well. So when you graduated the FDN course, did you, because I actually forget this. Did you immediately go with the lecture packages? Was that your first route? No, and I I had actually been um, a health coach for a year or so prior to to doing FDN. So I had already hung out my shingle and was already working with folks. But what I found, and, and this is part of my my story, really, you know, I had been in nursing and and I loved it. Found that I absolutely loved it. I didn't love the business model of it. Um, I found that to be a little bit lacking. So I thought, you know what I want to do? I want to be a health coach because I want to be able to spend the time with people that a physician is not able to because of the business model, not because Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to. But um, so then I found that I I went back to, I went to Duke integrative medicine department there. They had a phenomenal program. I hung up my shingle. I was getting people, but they weren't all reaching the clinical outcome that they wanted, even though they were following the coaching program. And the missing piece for me was the functional labs, right? Because we were letting clients just decide where they wanted to go. And sadly, they didn't really know either. They were guessing. And so we were leading them perfectly, but sometimes to the wrong place, if that makes sense. Um, And the, the labs were the missing piece. So that's how I came to FDN was to learn the functional labs, learn how to clinically correlate that to assessments. And then everything changed, game changed. People started hitting their clinical objectives. And then they started telling other people that you won't believe it. Here's what I did. And that it just from there. That's awesome. And this is the biggest thing for FDNs out there. I always think the first, and it's a different number for everyone, but it's the first few handfuls of clients. If you can figure that out, the result, and you do FDN the way that it's taught, you are going to get these people results. They're half the time they're walking billboards because they're going to look different, right? Even if that's not what they came to you for, they're going to look different. The skin gets clearer. There's more vibrancy. The weight's healthier or at a healthier level. They, they can't hide it. And so people are complimenting them. What did you do? Oh, I worked with Kim, right? Right. And that's kind of how it goes. It's not that simple, but um, it it really is kind of how it manifests itself. So just to be clear about something with this health coaching, because And this isn't anyone's fault, but the industry that we're in, it's very hard for us from a marketing perspective to be like on a Facebook ad, say, become a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, because that might not mean anything to someone inherently. So we almost overlap with the health coaching stuff. But from what it sounds like, you were a by definition health coach, right? Just helping people what, like set and achieve health goals. Is that correct? Right, right. So we were identifying what optimum health look like to that person, why they wanted that, what they were going to do with it. Let's set some goals around it. So it was a beautiful, and I still use it, to be honest with you. I still use the program, but I now have objective data, not just subjective data. I have objective data to go with it. So now we know where we're going. We, we found the healing opportunities. We weren't just guessing at them. And that made all the difference in the world when I put it all together. Yeah. And I again, there's nothing wrong with it. Like you just said, you actually use it yourself. But 
it, it's unfortunate because people will call me like I'm doing the course enrollment stuff now. And so when they call me, they're like, oh, well, what kind of health coaching is this? Or like, this is a health coaching program. I'm like, yeah, but not in the way that you've probably been taught because the traditional definition of health coaching has been kind of, I don't want to say tainted, that's the wrong word, but it's been misrepresented and it used to mean something else. And now it's like 25 different programs that call themselves health coaching. And really there's one definition and it's a good one, but you almost always want to add that into something else. If you're going to be working with complicated clients, like if you have someone with Hashimoto's, they either need to be working with another professional or you need to have more resources if you're just going to do health coaching. Cause usually those people aren't going to just magically get better um, from setting goals that we got to have some things to actually do that we know are going to produce positive clinical outcomes like you talked about. How did you, um, do you mind me, how did you hear about FDN and then make that leap into it? Um, I actually heard about FDN when I was uh, getting my certifications for health coaching. Okay. One of the ladies in my cohort, as we were practicing together to get our accreditation, um, I had a conversation with her and I said, you know, Elise, I just, something's not working. I, I am working this program perfectly with clients and we're getting to the end. They have followed it perfectly, but they're not having the clinical outcome. And I'll never forget. She said to me just as casually as she could, she said, well, you know, you really ought to look into FDM because, you know, you get the functional labs. It makes all the difference. And I thought, I have no idea what she just said. FDN, what, what is that? And she gave me the link and I went and I looked and I, it was one of those things where I knew it when I saw it, that's the missing piece. And she's a thriving, successful FDN herself, but she is the one that introduced me to it and got me into it. And it changed my entire practice. Took me to a whole new level. That's awesome. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think everyone has the same exact experience with FDN with that. Like this, like this aha moment, but a lot of us do. Uh, that's what happened to me. I mean, I told you, I drove to California. I heard Jen Maleka talk and I'm like, yeah. all right, this wasn't a crazy trip. That's why I came out here. You know, yeah. you just, you find that missing link. You don't even necessarily know how to verbalize it sometimes, but I was looking for objective data and didn't necessarily realize that I was in the cycle of trial and error and didn't necessarily realize that at the time. Yeah. So you're, you're working with tons of people. Yeah. And one of the things that you and I were talking about on the phone, and I, I'd love to move into um, the lecture packages in a second, but this is one of the biggest things, and I share this in a podcast, I gave you the credit for it because I didn't know anyone else who was talking about this, but you introduced me to the idea that FDNs actually get approved now for this advanced care card, which is revolutionary for not only our practitioners, but our clients as well. So um, what, what does this mean basically in terms of how we can structure and finance our packages with uh, clients? Yeah, well, that's another game changer. When I look back over, you know, the, the the big bullets of things that changed my entire trajectory and and having the advanced care card was one of them, because for a lot of folks, you know, we were in the middle of, you know, some pandemics and other things and, and people were losing their jobs and couldn't go to work and money just became a real barrier to people being able to do one of our programs that was not covered under insurance. And so um, I did some digging around and yes, there's a company called Advanced Care Card and they will finance programs like ours that are considered out of network, if you will. And they'll do it 15 months interest free so they really, you know, depending on the package that someone purchases from you, they can really get that price point to fit in their budget and they can go longer than 15 months if they want to. Interest does start accruing on month 16, but I think you can go out, I think, up to 60 months. I mean, you can really get it down pretty low, but um, they pay me up front. I get all my money, my my 
client then pays them back monthly installments. And uh, yeah, that it works beautifully. Have a lot of people that use that. I, when I was talking to, um, I think it was a gentleman named Bo or something because he was doing the demo for me. I went over all this stuff because I couldn't believe this. So correct me if any of this is wrong. As the practitioner, we get all the money up front. They can only spend it really at our business because it's tracking the card. So it's not like they could go screw up. If they don't pay in the monthly payments, we're not punished for that. Right. We don't know if he is the practitioner. There's really no risk to us whatsoever. Right. Exactly. I don't know whether my clients ever pay their card balance or whether they don't. I just know that I got my money up front and uh, it allowed us to jump off and start going. Yep. It has changed the conversation completely in even my own practice. I mean, and this is only what a three weeks, a month ago that we've talked, but I instantly got on that. I'm like, there's no way this is real. And they got us approved almost instantly. Yeah. And now when we did one of the lecture talks, which we'll uh, mention in a moment, the conversations I was able to have with people, because like our three month program, personally at my place is like $4,500 with the labs. Now yeah. I believe in what we do. We give exceptional service and people come in and have very serious conditions and they will walk out sometimes in the four months and either, well, they'll at least be 80% better. Some of them don't have these things anymore. They're in a remission state. So I feel very comfortable charging the amount that we charge given what we're doing. But mm. it was always a tough conversation, no matter how much money you have to say, oh, it's three monthly payments. It's going to be like 2000 up front, you know, uh, 1250 here, 1250 there or whatever. Now it's like, okay, well, you can do that if you'd like. Or for interest-free, if you have good to excellent credit, because they're actually very fair even with the good credit. I think it's like a high 600, though, except for this. 0% yeah. in 15 months. I get all the money up front, and now it's $300 a month for the person. And three or four months in, they feel the best that they've ever had. If they only had paid those three to four months to me, that wouldn't even cover the cost of the labs. So they're, I think they're happy right. to pay these things. And let's be honest, when you feel good, you're able to make money easier. It's a lot easier to work when you feel like a 10 out of 10 than a 2. Oh, absolutely. And I love that me all of the uh, promotional materials for free as well. So I always have a, the pamphlet sitting out when I do a lecture with my own material so that it's not just here's my program, but here's how you can pay for that program. But, you know, the other thing, too, anytime you start having conversations about money with a with a client that that can be a little bit hard to wear both hats, right? I'm going to help you, but I also want money for helping you. So you really have to understand how to have those conversations and, and remind them that there's a cost to doing nothing as well and doing nothing. But like you were saying, there's missed time from work. There is you know, any number of, of things that also cost them by just ignoring their problem. So, yeah. Yeah, and there's a certain level of conviction that comes for us as practitioners, having spent money ourselves to get results um, for our own stuff, or seeing seeing it in clients, right? Like, uh, my parents say this publicly, and they're willing to do it, but like they've they spent over a hundred thousand dollars on my mom's health. My parents do okay; they did not have a hundred thousand dollars, so you know what I mean by that, right? Like they're they're getting this from credit and other things that we shouldn't have been getting it from, but there was no other option. So when and then when I saw what a my mom paid a little over 5000 to work with an FDN that I referred her to for um, a set period of time. And that was the thing that got her better. So in my head, there's just a certain conviction on the phone. I'm like, I can, I know I can stop them from going down the rabbit hole and spending $100,000 on BS and nothing and just getting organs removed. And at the same time, if you're willing to spend the money here, yeah, you give us a few months and we'll get you the best results you've gotten in 20 years, most likely. And when you could say that with conviction, because you've seen it in yourself and you've seen it in other clients, people would actually pay a lot more than that amount if they knew that you were going to get them results that you were going to get. 
right? That's that's the thing. Oh, yeah, I had a client that just concluded her program on Monday and she came to me uh, about ready to have to have her gallbladder out. She was told that she was going to have to have her gallbladder out. We went through our program for three months. She went back to the doctor. He said to her, I don't know what you're doing, but yeah, we're not going to do that now. So she even said to me, how much is my gallbladder worth? monetarily. Here's what I paid for your program. Yeah. Here's what I would have paid to have my gallbladder removed from my body. Now I get to keep it and I'm fine. And here, here's what I spent. So, um, yeah, it's all relative, isn't it? Yes, it is. One this, uh, last little part here, I guess, more for the practitioners, but it does connect to practitioners and clients alike. And then we'll, we'll talk about more of the actual coaching side and what this looks like. But you, again, are, are someone who came in and it's weird because I do the podcast, obviously. So I interact with a lot of FDNs. And this is not a, a condemnation of, of anyone that comes through. But you can start to see, as someone who interviews people, that your mindset is a lot of what has to do with people's success here or lack thereof. There are people that have been doing this for several years. Again, it's not a judgment or condemnation. I love everyone in FDN. But they barely had a few clients. Right. And they got like mm -hmm. 10 certifications. And then we have others that mm -hmm. come through sometimes. And this might be the only certification they have ever done. And within one year, they're earning over six figures and their mm -hmm. clients are happy to work with them and refer them to other people because of the great work that they're doing. So that's a heck of a good way to live your life when you can make a great living and people are happy to pay you it because you do such a darn good job at what you're doing. Um, now, not even just talking about the specific numbers thing, but like you have had a lot of success with these lectures. So you're not doing the social media thing. The lectures, if I'm not mistaken, are free. Um, I did charge for mine because I was doing Facebook ads and I charged like $10 a ticket basically. But I know for yours, you I think you do it the real way that Reed recommends, which is actually doing it for free. So what what are these lecture packages and how do they help connect our clients to us as practitioners and let them know like what we're doing here? Uh, that was the third game changer for me. <laughs> um, the lectures are packages that I bought right off of the FDN site. Um, and they had absolutely everything in there that I was going to need. It had a PowerPoint presentation that Reed had put together. It had a uh, video of Reed actually giving it. It had the handout material. It had surveys. It had who to call to try to book the venue, what to say, here's the ad to put in the paper. I mean, it was, I, I, I made nothing up on my own. I bought the package. I did the package, but um, there's several of them. I had so much success. I bought them all. One is stress and hormones. Uh, one is Sega night to insomnia, uh, you know, fibromyalgia, but whatever the topic. Uh, and that's, that is something too, that probably makes me a little bit different, you know, cause a lot of FDNs have they create a niche and that's their niche and that's what they want to focus on. And that's beautiful. And I know a lot of them, Jim Maleka hits it out the park, you know, line boss hits it out the park. Mine didn't so much end up that way. I started out with a focus fibromyalgia because that's what my sister had and I wanted to help her. Uh, but then from there, it kind of, my practice took me in all types of areas. So I, I can't say that I any longer specific, you know, and specific to one niche, but, um, yeah, those lecture packages were, were money. And and you, I went out and did them for free. I, I went to libraries, just like Reed said. I had some libraries that told me, no, we don't really want to do that. Fine. Went to some churches, did them there. Uh, but the more I did, the more I got. And you could sign people up on the spot. And, um, and I do some social media. But 
not so much. I'm almost 60, you know, so that's not really my thing. I find people where I actually meet people at my church, my friends, my neighborhood, my family, um, the lectures that I do. So that's really where I find my people. I, I appreciate you saying this too, because I, I never am going to, well, one, people wouldn't know it if they're on the camera, but two, I'm never going to ask someone directly, but I, I appreciate you saying almost 60 because I've had, I told you before we got on air here, I've had some people call and they're like late forties, almost 50. Like, am I too old to do FDN? I'm like, what? Like, where did you see an age requirement on this? Like, in fact, people are dealing with more health issues, statistically speaking, the older that they get, right? So if, if anything, your your market would open up even more. Um, and certainly, I mean, I could say this as a 20-something, there are a lot more 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds that are willing to make changes for their health, for their longevity, and to be able to participate in their lives than there are early 20-somethings who want to go to college and get on the five-year party plan, right? So um, it's not that I've never worked with someone in their 20s. I have, but a lot of the clients that end up coming to us are, are notably older than myself. So my point is, it's just that's, a, again, it's a valid question, I guess, but I would dismiss it the second it came up on in my end of the phone call, right? I was like, no, that is silly because we have um, people like yourself out there doing the lecture packages, crushing it, doing a lot better than some of the 30-year-olds that come in and do FDN. And then we have people, um, I got to shout out Leslie Perron. She hasn't been on in almost a year and a half, two years. But Leslie, 40 years of nursing, retired, 65 years old, comes and does FDN, starts a full practice in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, so give me a break. You know, people can do this if they want to do this. Yeah, I think sometimes too, uh, you know, because of my age, I you do, you do have friends your own age that are starting to feel aches and pains that they never had, and the assumption is is that because it's common that it's normal, and that's where I get to remind them that you know I don't feel like that, I don't have that going on, I don't take any medicine at all, my weight's great, you know, so it gives you a, a, a different angle, I think, and sometimes too people perceive that because I'm older, I've been doing it longer, when really there could be a 24 year old that's been doing it longer than I have, but they look at the two of <laughs> yeah. us sometimes and think, Oh, you must be super experienced. Like, no, I've been doing it a couple of years, you know? Yeah, that, that's cool. So, and, and there's always advantages to everything, right? Because I'm thinking actually, even as you said that some people perceiving it as normal, that actually might be a limiting belief right there. Whereas the 20 year olds that I do know that do feel like crap, the one good thing, Kim, is they know it's not normal. And so when they, they called, they're already under the impression that we need to do something. So um, guys, the point is, I, I just wanted to introduce some of the stuff today because can you do social media and be a guru with it and do fancy marketing and ads? Yes, I'm actually attempting to do that right now with my own business. At the same time, though, just two weeks ago, because I, I called Kim beforehand to ask her um, you know, how these things went, because I actually had never done one, but you were my inspiration for doing this with our business. We went out and we gave one of Reed's lecture talks. We had like 35 people show up. Um, 14 were interested in calls. We've already, already at the time of recording this, have facil facilitated the sales and are actively working um, with some of those people. So we made more than enough money back from the event. The people are happy. It's just, it's a really cool thing. It's really special when you can go out there and do something, one for your community that, again, we only charge $10 for, and there's way more value than $10 or, or free in these lecture packages. Mm -hmm. So even if they came out and just got that, they're good to go. And then you have this very, authentic conversation about, hey, well, do you want to do something more? Um, and we give them a free discovery call. So when you do the discovery call, I will give someone tips on that call, even if they never purchase from me, or I know that they will never be able to. That's how I do business. That's how all of us do business, because it's a wise thing to do. You give, and then, you know, 
it just seems to be a cycle of life. Things come back to you from uh, doing that in an honest way. So that's awesome. With all of this said, then again, crushing in the practice started out maybe with more of a specific niche and now it's kind of branched out, which to be clear is that part I didn't understand. I thought you meant from the beginning, you hadn't been as focused with the niche. I have seen this with other FDNs where maybe just to get on the ground and get running, you start focusing on one thing, but FDNs become known as people that can really help just about anything when, when nothing else has worked, right? People call me when nothing else has worked. <laughs> They're like, I've been dealing with this for five years. I heard you could help. And so I, I wish they came to us sooner, but you will get known yeah. as that. And then it kind of becomes this, this broad thing. Yeah. I think my, my largest count now is I was the seventh practitioner that someone saw before they got resolution, but they had been in that cycle going from their general practitioner to their endocrinologist to gastroenterology. Well, I don't know. Your labs are normal. Let me send you here. And they were just in the, you know, proverbial loop and finally came to me with their hands thrown up saying, Hey, I, you're my last hope. I, maybe it is just me. Maybe I am making it up. Maybe this is normal. I don't know, but I'm just going to try one more time. So yeah, seven. When these people are coming to you to move into kind of the client side, then uh, specifically the client side, when these people are coming to you, obviously some people listening know about the FDN system. Many don't fully understand this. And and you have that mix of coaching that you're adding in. There's other things. And then you have your expertise from, from nursing as well. There's going to be things there that can be probably helpful. When someone's coming to you and they've worked with seven practitioners, where do you start? Do you just start with the basics? Are they missing major things in their life? Like what are some of the things that you're seeing come up with those types of clients? That's the beautiful thing is that FDN is the same every single solitary time, different for everyone, but the same <laughs> elements in everyone's program, although no one's program is the same. We start with all of the assessments. We start with what, what is their diet, their metabolic type. We do the five basic labs. You know, it's funny because I'll see people say, well, which lab should I do for this? And which lab should I do for that? You should do all five labs every single time because they all tell a picture and they all complement each other. Um, and that's, that's how, that's how I do it. I don't ever look at eliminating one or only doing one. It's like, no, I, I, I want them all. Well, that's actually, I didn't know that about you because this is for better or for worse, promoted a lot now in FDN. And again, I don't know if it's good or bad. So wait, do you not even offer packages where they cannot get all the labs? I offer one I've never sold in the entire time I've been in practice. I have it um, and it's just coaching. I generally don't even have to steer people away from it. I've even thought about, well, just take it off. You've never even sold one. But it's, do you want to just take a whack at it, trial and error, try to pull away the most common food sensitivities. Let's see what bang we get for our buck. Let's drag this out for months while we try and take away and put back. Or do you just want to test and not guess, you know, test and I'll just give you a two page report. Here they are. Let's avoid these, you know? So I don't know why anybody would. Most people are pretty excited when they realize that their lab work will just give them the answer and, um, uh, they're happy to pay for it as I, I've never sold one that didn't have labs. 
Right. So, okay. I'll, to make it more specific, I mean, like some FDNs will advocate, and I'm not, again, this isn't against them either. I'm just trying to raise people's awareness that this can be done this way and it should be done this way. Technically you, when you do offer labs though, you do not offer a package then where they can get like one lab and three consults. It's like, if you're getting labs at all, we're doing the full program. All right. Well, the, the way I approach it may be a little bit different, but I started out my practice making three packages, one that had all five labs. It had, I think, 18 coaching sessions in it. Then I had a middle package that had three labs and 12 coaching sessions, again, with money being the financial barrier there. And then I had the one that had no labs. I found that I was either selling my top package or nothing because people really wanted all the labs. And so I thought, well, how can I make that more attractive? So when I started peeling away, was coaching sessions, not lab work. So now you get all five labs, but instead of 12 coaching sessions, how many do you need? Six. Six is great. With six, we can do our report of findings. We can do diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplementation, and a model for sustainable change. That will give you everything you need. And then if you need more later, come back and grab a coaching session on this. Let's do a deeper dive here. But I never cut the labs. I cut the coaching sessions and people seem to love that. That's my number one package now is all five labs with only six coaching sessions. Excellent. So even though maybe you started out having a package that offered uh, three uh, tests, right? You were only selling the top one basically. And so nowadays, if I want to work with Kim, it's like theoretically, I guess, unless you take it off after this podcast, you could get the coaching only. But if you want to do labs, we're doing the full FDN system. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And people, I find people want that. They want all Mm -hmm. of it. They want all the labs. They would rather. uh, And so I usually approach it from how much handholding do you need? Because some people really do need that accountability. Some people need that every two weeks for a number of months. And but other people are more type A, if you will. And Kim, if you'll just tell me, I'll do it. Well, that's fine, too. But I don't want to cut out all the coaching sessions. I do want to deep dive. Let's talk about diet and what we're going to add in, what we're going to take out. Let's talk about rest. Let's, so we, we go through all of the protocol, one good deep dive time, but then we're done unless you come back. Yeah. And there needs to be some coaching always. Cause I mean, even the most disciplined person, like maybe they don't react well to a supplement. All right. Well, what do you do? Because now if you didn't buy the coaching and they're calling you up, that's, that could get a annoying pretty quick for both parties. So it's better to just have those in place. My, my point in just honing in with this point. So I forgive me for asking basically the same question three times. I wanted to, to prove something here because again, this is the third and final way that I know of that you really challenge what is being um, taught nowadays in coaching in general, but le- even in our own FDN community, a lot of FDNs do talk about structuring the packages in such a way where like, all right, maybe one package has one lab and one package has three labs and one package has all of the labs. And I am guilty of this. I've talked about this on the podcast. I have stated it's not ideal, but I did say, you know, sometimes just depending on where your mindset's at, it might be overwhelming for people to actually charge someone what you need to charge to justify running all six tests. Now, is it worth it if clients are listening? Yeah, because we'll get you crazy results, which is cool. But you have to understand from a business person's perspective, they've, they might be going from an employee mindset to running their own business. They're like, oh, I can't charge a, a few thousand dollars for this. I, I can't do that, even though they paid it themselves to get better. So that's besides the point. But 
you started out maybe a little bit differently, but you ended up doing exactly what Reed says and you're having success. I think that's what I was really trying to get at here. It's like he was teaching this 14, 15 years ago and still in 2023, all the social media stuff, all the fancy technology, right? He always talks about he has his pager and his fax machine, or that's what he had back in the day. And we have all this fancy stuff and do the lecture packages. Give people what they actually need, which is all the labs. We are not lab test salespeople. They are tools that we use. We don't get a kickback from the labs, right? You are charging them to pay for the labs because it's useful for them. It's actually something that can give us insight. And you're working with people in a meaningful way, right? Never cutting um, the coaching down to nothing, but, you know, giving differences for different people. Some might need six sessions. Some might need uh, need a whole lot more than that, depending on where they're at. But this is working for you. And it kind of shatters every single excuse that I hear from someone when I'm talking to them and they're saying, oh, well, you know, I haven't had success because of this or that. And this is not Ev trying to come out and again and hit people with right. the hammer and be, um, you know, a hard ass. I'm saying this because I actually love our community. And I think it's crazy that some people aren't having success with this in the first year of graduating. Right. Um, I know that there's different life circumstances. I know that there's luck and unluckiness involved in anything in life. And this is uh, coming from a highly motivated person. Yes, there's times I've gotten lucky. But at a certain point, if you're a year in and you've never taken one client, I, I don't think that's the FDN system. But I think there's something well, I, more going on there. <laughs> And I think that we need to coach ourselves first, right? I mean, because you're never going to hit a target if you don't aim for it and you don't actually do the things that you need to do to hit it yourself. So, um, you know, physician, heal thyself first, right? Um, You have to have a plan. You have to work the plan. You have to create your own barrier plan. What's going to happen when I don't have this or what's going to happen here? Um, So, yeah, there's a, you know, it's not just open the doors and they will come. It is a business and it does take work. But if you if you do the work, I have found that, you know, Reed was 100 percent correct. If you'll just do what he said, don't tell him I said this. <laughs> if you'll just do what he told you to do, um, you know, you can crush it, just absolutely crush it. And, you know, and the lectures are one of those things. I think people have to get comfortable stepping out. I understand that public speaking is not for everybody. That's not their thing. They're nervous about it. But if you'll just do it a couple of times, you'll find that you really become passionate about it. And then you can create your own lectures, right? You can talk about anything. You just have to let them know that you understand their specific concern and how you're going to address it. But yeah. Absolutely. Kim, with the clients that are coming to you, I've been very curious about this, especially with someone who is now not really any longer working with any particular niche. Are there, with the demographics that you're working with, like, are they doing the gluten-free thing? Are they coming to you with a lot of a dietary experience or has some of these other practitioners that they worked with, have they never even talked about that? I guess I'm wondering, like, what are some of the biggest wins that are produced from the labs? Because like you I love what you said, how, um, you know, the program always kind of looks the same, but every program ends up being different. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing that, but I love that yeah. because the FDN system is always the same, but how yeah. we go about it with the individual, once the results come back, um, might look different, but I'm curious if there's common things that other practitioners are missing, whether it's food sensitivities, bacterial overgrowths, or, or something like that. I think don't miss the big picture for any one specific lab. All of the labs tell a story. For instance, the food sensitivity. Love that one. Um, however, what I what I know to look for, and some of this now is with with time and experience. It's not just the technical 
textbook part of, of the knowledge. It's the clinical aspect of the knowledge. You put the two together and that's where you really start seeing you know, more results. But when I see a huge number of food sensitivities, I know to look for high zonulin on one of the other labs. I add a, zon- a zonulin onto my GI map because I like to have two markers for it, but I know to look and I love that they're completely different labs. So the labs are independent of each other, which solidifies and validates in my mind what I'm really seeing. High number of food sensitivities, high zonulin. Imagine that. High zonulin. Oh, wheat. Wheat is on their list. So you can put your story together when you look at all of it. Indican, you see a high indican marker. Well, then I'm going to look at the metabolic uh, uh, type diet. Uh, they're probably not a protein person if they've got a lot of indican sitting there that they're not processing. So, um, and that's, you know, that's experience, I think. But I'll tell you, going through that in the FDN course where we had the, the mock clients and the mock that's real life stuff, you know, rather than being nervous about it and, and, and wishing you didn't have to do it, embrace it because that's what it's really like. And they do want to see you succeed. You know, nobody's trying to trip you up, but they want to see you succeed. Right. I, uh, I think that's one of the coolest parts about this because the longer that you do it, the FDN course can teach you a lot, but there's just something that comes from the experience of looking at the mm-hmm. labs and, and seeing these real human beings um, and what happens and, and what it looks like on the results. And then when you work with a hundred people plus, it's like, wow, you really gain a unique skill set. And um, we always have the support here too, which is great, guys. So if something comes up on the lab's first client, gosh forbid, that is super complicated and somehow we didn't cover it in the FDN course in its entirety, you can literally get a clinical advisor session, right? And then you can talk to them. And then, of course, they know what's going on. They've seen it. Um, It's so amazing what some of those guys and girls have seen before on the labs. (laughs) You know, like I'll see the weirdest thing. They're like, oh, yes, I saw this one time in this very specific person two years ago. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. I'm glad that we have you. But then that's one more notch to your knowledge that you have now, right? And you're never going to forget that. And then the next client has it. Okay, cool. I know this one and I can go back there. So you really, the FDN thing is, is amazing, but it is the doing the work with the clients that just makes you an expert at this and and really get to the next level. So, um, how much percentage wise, if, if we could quantify it somehow with the success that you're having now, what percentage is contributed to the nursing background? What percentage is contributed to the coaching? What can, percentage would be contributed to FDN? And it's okay, whatever it is. I'm just, I'm curious because you have yeah. a, you do have a mix of backgrounds. I say that the nursing, uh, as wonderful as that was, I, I, I really have to zero, absolutely zero. Um, <laughs> what that taught me, I, I just being honest, what that taught me was mm-hmm. doctors are wonderful people and they really want to help. But doctors, unfortunately, are a part of a business model that is structured in a way that they're not the boss, right? You, you tend to think, oh, the doctor's boss. Doctor's not the boss. Doctor's a paid employee, just like the receptionist, and is told how many people he or she will see today before they leave. Our number was 32 people a day. If you do the math on that, that's somebody every 15 minutes. My doctor was one of the nicest, best people I've ever known in my life who just didn't have more than 15 minutes to spend because he was going to see that many people. He was going to talk about so many different things to put the checks in the boxes. So medicine and being a nurse taught me, I don't want to do that. 
It taught me I want to be able to spend time with people, to not just throw medicine at them and resolve the symptom or suppress the symptom. I want to help them fix the problem. And you can't do that in 15 minutes. You just can't. You just can't. Um, so that's that's what I got from nursing. Um, FDN put the last check in the box I needed to be successful. Health coaching, great. Taught me how to talk to people, taught me how to uh, create plans, how to work a plan, but it didn't tell me which plan to work. FDN told me what to look for, where to find it, what to do to resolve it, and then put that with how to coach them to it. Game changing. Beautiful. Awesome. If we can, um, obviously I'll ask at the very end where people can find you and, and, uh, work with you and stuff. But I think with you, since you have worked with such a variety of people in a, a very short period of time, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in covering like maybe two or three, uh, client testimonials or just stories to the degree that you're able to share. I understand some people, even if they have great success are more private than not. So, uh, to the degree that you're able to, but are there, are there any client stories that come across your mind when I say like, all right, what's some of the best transformations that you've seen where like maybe someone is, they're coming seven practitioners in at the end of their line. And unfortunately, thinking to themselves that this might be normal, and then we're actually able to help uh, turn things around with them. Yeah. You know, it's funny because as I look back over the last couple of years, so many come. I mean, certainly the one that, that is most recent was just Monday with the uh, young lady in her late 20s getting ready to have her gallbladder out um, who who does not have to do that anymore. That was a huge transformation in, in just a little more than 90 days, right? She said to me, you know, the funny thing is, is that I paid you the amount of money I did to basically tell me that I have to eat right, I have to exercise, I have to reduce my stress, uh, and I, and you know, I have to uh, just drink a lot of water and all these things that are so common sense, but I wasn't doing them. And you, you help me do it, and and it's life changing. How much energy I now have, and um, so that's that's certainly one. Another one was a young lady that I work with uh, down in uh, Florida. Brilliant young woman at the uh, aerospace uh, college down there. The name of it's oh, cool. escaping me on my tongue, but um, she was about ready to uh, have to quit school because she was having migraines that were just so debilitating. She would stay in her dorm room with her, her pillow over her eyes because even the light and sound uh, just created nausea. She just couldn't handle it. Um, and so she was trying her best to go to class. She was missing all the social aspects of college. Uh, and she was grabbing an apple and, and, you know, something else here and there thinking, okay, I'm just going to try to eat healthy. I'm going to weather through. And we did her food sensitivities. And it turns out the more apples she ate, the worse she felt, right? That was like the highest food sensitivity that she had. Um, we pulled that away and a couple of other things. We got her sleeping better, uh, taught her some stress management, breathing techniques, and now she's crushing it and about to graduate. And, you know, who knows what she's going to do in our space program one day, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's amazing. And, um, I, where did you, so, cause I know that you do a lot of talks. Where did you find, like, are these young people coming to the talks or did you find them somewhere else? Uh, she was actually, uh, I have a condo down in Florida. And uh, so I, I have two churches. I go to church here in Virginia where I live. And then when I'm in Florida, I have a church there. And she was part of the church family there uh, and knew that I okay. was uh, an FDM practitioner. She knew that I had gone back to college myself to get my doctorate. And she, um, she, she was talking to me one day. And while she didn't ask for my help, 
Um, I have to admit, she's one I did pro bono. I just felt like I was being led to help this young woman and just, mm -hmm. just help her. If you can help her, just help her. Uh, and I did. Her family paid for the labs and I did everything else pro bono. But it, it almost makes me cry when she just runs up to me now uh, and throws her arms around me and tells me how life changing uh, ooh, it really is. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. This is awesome. So uh, I have one personal question for you today. I was hoping I'd have time for it. And we actually have quite a few yeah. minutes to uh, ask this. Mm -hmm. You, you stated yourself almost 60. You've done very well for yourself, right? You've been involved in business before this even. Uh, come into FDN and crush it better than 90% of people that go through the program just through doing the actions that we recommend. You just opened up a lab um, that does different things. I get that. Different types of testing than maybe we would typically do with FDN. But you just opened up a lab. You're pushing the FDN stuff, working with 15 to 20 clients at a time. I got to ask, what what is inspiring you personally, Kim, to just keep going and doing all this cool stuff? curiosity. You know, I think that um, nursing opened up a curiosity of why people don't feel well and what are they doing and what do they all have in common and um, and then starting my own practice and just one thing led to another and after FDN, I, I remained curious after that. I went back to college. I got a doctorate in uh, naturopathic and original medicine, which was very much in line with FDN. They actually let me count uh, FDN. It settled 14 of my credits and 210 hours of my doctorate uh, program uh, because they looked at the FDN and saw what I had learned. They were like, check, check. You don't have to take this. You don't have to take that. <laughs> which was beautiful, right? So I went ahead and did, um, I did that and uh, wrote my dissertation and made sure on the front page, I gave Reed, Reed Davis uh, all the credit for getting me, uh, getting me started on that path. But yeah, I digress I, from your question. I love this and I just, yeah, no, 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 it does because I, curiosity is a great answer actually for this because um, I guess it's a little different. I'm, I mean, I'm in my 20s and so you want to believe certain things and, and maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But I really felt like you and I got along so great at the Biohacking Congress in June and, and we were lucky because other than another volunteer, um, Kim and I were kind of like the main not that you were staff per se, but you were doing the speaking for FDN, right? And like I was staff, of course, at the time. So we were truly there representing FDN. And um, I just felt like it was such a kindred spirit thing. And I just, it's so weird to me to see people slow down for reasons outside of just like, okay, we obviously are, unfortunately, even if we're FDNs, we're going to have less energy eventually at some point in our life. That That's just the natural progression of this um, experience here on earth. But for me, it's like, I want to do things that I love. Like I keep adding on more stuff because again, I'm excited and I am curious. And I see people like Reed who, I mean, Reed is 70 years old, right? And the guy's going and doing keynotes at conferences. He's doing two to three podcasts a week. He does so much with FDN. And um, again, there's a certain time where you always got to check in with your own health and making sure that you're not overloading that. I, I fully get that. But yeah. I, I think... um the reason I asked that question is one, because I'm selfishly interested in it. But two, I think this is what can happen when we are doing work that we're truly passionate about. And mm -hmm. many people that come into the world of FDN, Kim, I talk to them and they're coming from jobs that they've been stuck in for 20 years that they were okay jobs, nothing wrong with them in and of themselves, but they've never been passionate about their work. They were trained mm -hmm. from the first day of kindergarten to not like Monday through Friday, 
And then they were forced back into that in the workforce. And so they have not liked Monday through Friday, generally speaking, from five years old all the way up until 40. And this idea that they can go do something that they love and like, I am so thankful to be able to hop on this podcast with you at 8 a.m. You don't have to do this with us. This is not your most profitable means of, of doing something, right? It'll be lucky if one or two clients come from something like this. And yet you still choose happy as can be, send a huge smiley face in the email, can't wait to hop on, right? That's that's a good way to live, guys. And it, I think that gives us life in and of itself. Well, Jim Carrey said, you can fail doing what you don't love. So why not do what you do? That's um, was that that was in relationship to his dad, right? Becoming an accountant. In relation to his dad being a CPA and hating every minute of it, he wanted to pursue uh, comedy and, and other things, just like Jim wanted to. And when he saw that his dad failed doing what he hated, he decided that why not? do what you love. And if you're, if you're going to risk failure, at least risk it doing something you want to do. So that's how I choose to live. I have never once heard someone else that I know bring that up in conversation, but I heard that uh, part of this one speech. I'm sure he's brought it up many times, I guess, but that, that stuck with me, right? Because if you, what people don't get is if you're pursuing something that you love, even if you haven't achieved it yet, right? Like, you know, I, I do the speaking in schools, just the act of saying I'm moving towards that every day and seeing yourself get closer. That's a good life. Most people we're not moving anywhere, right? Or we're moving downhill. Like it's not good. Um, you're not really stagnant. You're either growing or you're dying. Right. And so just the journey of trying to go after what you want, um, that is a more exciting way to live than most people are living right now. Anyway, by choice, if you are lucky enough and fortunate enough to actually get to that next level and get to do the things that you want to do, man, that's just, um, it's, it's called being blessed, you know? And, um, I think we're, we're very blessed with that ourselves. And I think a lot of FDNs are, right? They absolutely love what they're doing. Right. Me too. Yeah. It's the most fulfilling work I've ever yeah. done. It really is fulfilling to, to feel like you're helping other people. It's a beautiful thing. It's life changing. Awesome. Can life -changing. Yeah. Where can people find you? Um, obviously, they don't have to go to a lecture of yours in Virginia or Florida uh, to find you. If they wanted to reach out to you or work with you, where can they do so? Functionalhealthgroup.com. That's my website. Uh, that's my Facebook page, LinkedIn, every different social media, Functional Health Group. Perfect. And then our signature question on the podcast, only because I cannot remember if I asked you this because it was an Instagram live. And even if I did, you're constantly learning. So I don't know, maybe it's different. But the signature question, Kim, is if you could get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health. So you can get them to start doing one thing, or you can get them to stop doing one thing. What is the one thing that Kim would get them to do? Lower your stress level. You know, my answer last time was get outside, get some sunshine, get some exercise, some fresh air, all of those beautiful things. But when I see the impact, too, of lowering your stress level and just starting from a lower set point, you can have the exact same reaction to things. But when you start at a higher set point, you, you end up at a different place than if you just lower you know, and, and for me in that naturopathic whole progression of health that, um, you know, that, that's, that's a very strong spiritual base for me. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's a beautiful thing. It is a piece. Awesome. It's a piece and that I, has this understanding. 
I respect your memory from instant, not only knowing that I asked you last time, but you're like, oh yeah, this is what I, I gave the answer to. So FDN yeah. works, guys. It keeps us sharp. Um, no thank you so much for coming on with me again. Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Kim. You're welcome.